Every single episode of Renovation Nation is brought to you by Florid Extra. Floors measured in years, not metres. So I've used them. They go good. If you're renovating, redecorating or building new, your locally owned and operated Florid Extra store can help you with inspiration right through to installation. When you shop with Flooring Extra, you get the best of both worlds, competitive pricing and access to thousands of options, while still supporting all the local families behind each local Flooring Extra store. Get planning for your next project and book a free measuring quote with Flooring Extra today. Check them out at flooringextra.co. Thanks, guys. Welcome to Renovation Nation with your hosts, Renovation Weapon, Jen Jones, and the resident DIYer, Duncan Hyde. This podcast will help turn your renovation dreams into reality, arming you with the knowledge, inspiration, tips, tricks, and expert advice. Time for our question and answer episode on adding value and overcapitalizing. Heaps of questions for this one. Mm. Um, I have heaps myself, but I'm going to stay out of it. <laughs> and I'm just going to be a listener um, after I ask you the questions, Jen, because you're the expert. Um, question number one from Shannon. Best way to add value to an older home that you know you want to sell in the near future? Well, as you would say, Duncan, roll the roll the turd and glitter. Got to do it, man. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's a, there's an appropriate time to roll turds and glitter. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, like Keith said, um, it, it often is that facelift stuff, right? It's the liquor paint. It's the house wash. Maybe it's the tapware, maybe it's the kitchen bench, depending on how much you want to spend. But it's all aesthetics, and the main thing is just not covering up damage, just just giving it, you know, just elevating it a little bit. Um, and also as well, a lot of people will be like, oh, how am I going to pay for that? Well, go and see your bank six months out from when you want to sell. Go and get 50 grand yep. and go nuts with the 50 grand, and chance are you probably will get that back in the sale yeah. of your home. Yep. Um, and then you're going to be seeing the bank anyway to tee up the funding for the, for for the, the next new, one. For, for the next one. Yep. So it's always good to be chatting to your bank all the time. Yep. They love it when you ask for money, they make money off you. <laughs> Don't feel bad about asking them for <laughs> money. I love it. Uh, question number two from Shannon. Oh, this is also from Shannon. Is adding rooms via an extension to create a bigger kitchen slash lounge uh, overcapitalizing? Um, I think certainly not. If it's your forever home, um, you know, if you're going to be there for eight to ten years, then it's pretty hard to overcapitalise and you should kind of just do what you want. Obviously, if you are extending the house, that's going to be quite a lot of financial investment. Um, So if you're selling in the next couple of years, you want to be careful. Um, But otherwise, just think about what your family needs. Think about what buyers want if you're only going to be there for a few years. And yeah, look at the market. Um, adding an extra bedroom to a home, yeah. d- does that normally, because y- your house will, you know, that'll increase equity, does that wash its hands? Like, is it about the, does it go up at about the same amount as what it costs to do? I would say so within reason, um, not, at the, not at the compromise of, say, a larger open plan living area. Yeah. Like, if you were going to extend and you could only extend your footprint so much and you had a piddly ass little kitchen and a closed off lounge and dining, I would prioritise that first and foremost. Yes. Um, but then if you've still got the ability to add additional space for a bedroom, then go for it. But like, but then you wouldn't want to go crazy and have four or five bedrooms and only one bathroom. Yeah. So be practical as well. This one's from Henry. Uh, should you use your own savings or a loan for a major reno? Jeez, it'll take a while to save for. <laughs> it would, yeah. I'm assuming a major reno is probably like six figures, right? Um, look, I'm not an investment expert, and so maybe this is something that we should look at for another episode. Um, but I'm going to say that you would need to weigh up the interest earned on your savings versus the interest paid on finance and then sort of make a decision based off what the market's doing and where you're getting your money from. Um, but yeah, I reckon let's cover that off in another episode. That's a whole episode That's a itself, whole episode, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Sophie has asked, what areas are best to spend more on versus save? So I think in general, anything that's high use or high traffic. So 
you know, your hallway has people going up and down it all day. Um, you're touching your doorknobs, you're touching your tapware all day, every day. So that's probably something to invest in because it's because it's getting a lot of use. Um, you know, maybe you're only in your laundry a couple of times a week so you can downspec your bench top or your cabinetry in that area, for example. Um, you know, most of the bedroom is covered by furniture so you can probably downspec your flooring in a bedroom. Um, but yeah, so just think about the areas that are touched, touched a lot. It's funny you say that because like we spend a bit extra on our tapware and I bloody love it every time I use it. One thing I didn't do was uh, get a pull-out uh, mixer for, for the kitchen. For, no, I got it for the kitchen, which okay. is mean, but not in the butlers and not, and not in the bathroom. And I would have gone, I, I would go back and spend that. Yeah, so much easier clean cleaning a sink the sink with one yeah, of those. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, yeah. And I think it was going to be like maybe three, four hundred yeah. extra for the mixer. It's quite hard to find pull-out kitchen taps that aren't hideous. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all just a bit naff. Yeah. Like it's really hard to find. Or even if you do find a nice one, it's probably chrome. Yeah. Like they haven't quite got into the the other finishes yet. I got one from ABI. Oh, yeah. Or was that RB? ABI? ABI, it's an acronym. Yeah, ABI. Um, And their one's mean. I like it. It's real minimalistic um, and it works and it goes all the way back in. Can recommend. Um, (laughs) Next question from Sophie as well. How would you know if you're at risk of overcapitalizing? We sort of covered this off in the episode with Keith. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Look, ultimately, the longer that you're going to be in the property, the less risk you have of overcapitalizing. So start there and then kind of work. Yeah. (laughs) Work from there. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas says stripping paint right back versus painting over existing. So I'm assuming that this is a is it worth it question. Yeah. Um, we can cover this off a little bit more in next week's episode because we're covering plastering and painting. Um, but I would say generally speaking, your paint probably only needs to be stripped if it's flaking and it's patchy, right? Like usually with the right um, undercoat or primer, you can uh, undercoat. You can get a wall ready to repaint without issue. It's a little bit different in character homes where you've got 100-year-old cowrie architraves and dado and ceiling because that really does show the impacts of 10 layers of paint. Yeah. But also to actually strip those properly, you've got to remove them from site and take them to a stripper and then restore them and bring them back, and that's quite a process in itself. Um, and that's something that we'll cover off in our Heritage episode in a couple of weeks. I've also noticed a lot of people now, because of the jib crisis, are just stripping wallpaper and then getting plasterers to come in and, skim coat and do a skim coat, yep. Yeah, which is probably not a bad approach. Not a bad approach. Typically, like, usually you would say that you know people are... Um, labouring away trying to strip wallpaper and, and usually it's better to just direct fix new plasterboard over the top of it or or remove linings depending on where they are in your home. Um, but yeah, if, you, uh, if you've got wallpaper and you don't want to paint over it, then you've got to strip it. You've got to pigment seal the walls. That's a key step that we'll cover off next week as well. Um, and then you and then you prime them and, and, and paint them. And if you miss that, that pigment seal step, then you're going to have some yellow and brown uh, Fun. <laughs> like old paint, uh, sorry, old glue that's going to like come through on your paint job. Okay. Well, yeah, like you say, we'll definitely climb into that we'll a little bit in, more yeah. in depth for next week's plastering <laughs> and painting episode. Um, Tim's asks, swimming pools, yes or no? We covered that off with Keith as well. I reckon they're a nice to have, um, but they don't, do come with a maintenance cost. So um, I, I don't personally think, or maybe I'm speaking from my own experience like I probably wouldn't pay extra for a house with a pool it's a bit like double glazing yeah it's one of those things that it's you like go, oh, it's, oh it's got oh, a pool it's there. Cool. but you know 
compared between that house and another house that's otherwise identical, I'm not going to pay more for it. Um, so I think do it for yourself and that comes down to how long are you going to be there and are you going to get your money's worth out I, of it. I know they're hard to make look good because you've either got to uh, dig them into the ground or you've got to build decking up to them, up but container yeah. pools. Um, my cousin just got one of these in Australia and he, I was like, damn, it, it was quite cheap too. Like I'm yeah. talking probably 60, 70 grand for a big container Yeah. and uh, he's built it into his existing deck and he's like, I'm just going to take it with me and put decking over where the hole was. Fair enough. Yeah, so he'll just yeah. hire it out on a truck again and then put it in the new property. This is in Australia. Yeah. So I guess consent's not an issue then. Yeah, don't know. It's on these massive like um, steel uh, poles with like yeah. round circles that's holding it and it's on a heli section. It looks yeah. hectic as, but he loves it and it works. It would still trigger a consent in New Zealand, but um, I guess if you remove it from your chattels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> poles not included. There's Sorry, going to be a big patch of dirt where that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Classic. As always, you can uh, message us your questions at Renovation Nation Club on Instagram. It's probably the easiest way. And then uh, we will climb into those. We might even do an episode of just your random questions that um, anyone's with missed or whatever. Um, we'll climb into those. But join us next week for our special on plastering and painting. This has been Renovation Nation. Don't forget to listen to the rest of the episodes that are out now, as well as the tips and question and answer segments. Links to the guests, their companies and the podcast are available in the show notes. Until next week, cheers.